final and highest level of psychology. The anti-absorbent psychology. When every thought you've had has begun to go outward, it is your first step towards final psychology. Final psychology is when every thought you have ever had has exploded outward and gone into the edge of the brain. Listen. The skin that covers your brain holds all your thought. How do I know this? Well, when I was very young, I injured my head on a parking lot garage and had a piece of bone stick down into the skin of my brain. I was born without a memory. And I was doing fine. But when I was four years old, I had a piece of bone go into my brain sack. And it caused my brain center to evaporate and break down into non-functioning mode. So what I had to do was to develop coping skills for my brain through sports, but then I injured my head in sports. So when I worked for the first time for three years, at the end of three years, I had a psychotic break. A break does not mean an episode. A break means a break. And then as my brain searched for the memories that I was had supposed to have been having all these years, it began to think in a very outward directed thought on very small minute fragments of memory and soon I had three more breaks and on the third break I hit my head on the floor and my head swole and the bone popped out of the skin from my brain sack and when that happened I began to have what we call memory relapse instead of memory fragmentation relapse. I began to have memories from when I was baby all the way up until that last year. So there was therefore then the idea that when my brain broke the first time it went to ultimate psychology but it then it hadn't been through brain relapse memory. So now being through brain relapse memory, the fragmentation of that outer skin is slowly coming into contact more and more with the memory reality of those things 
that were part of my family for years and years and years that I knew fragmented and my cells and my brain were not exfoliated. So my brain cells exfoliated and I had all memory. Now, as I grow into my old years, I know that when I change some of these medications I take, that that brain memory, the exfoliated memory, will expound throughout, and then I will then gain a conscious state that can comprehend almost any, any, any format and grass thought that can be really used. Now those who just have fragmented memory their whole life wind up dying at the age of 56. But until you go through full relapse memory, that's when the years begin to elongate and take shape. And even your very career cannot take off if those memories are not fragmented in the first place. Because if you don't have the fragment, then you're just going to have brain excess memory feeling and the ideas of those inner brain cells need to learn what medicine to take to connect the tubules in the middle of your brain that's the key because when I had that happen I remember my kidney function began to function perfectly my water intake increased. My bowel movements were perfectly in tune and cramped and sorry and very good. So I knew my system was working. Now if you have kidney problems, you might think what I just said was sickness. So Focus on the brain tubules, where the medicine needs to go in your brain tubules. Focus there until you find breakthrough through reading and writing and memory study. You got to study your memories. Until you can have your memories, you're not going to live a day past 58. So listen here now, if you want a long, healthy, happy life, begin to document your memories and your complacencies where once you were and escaped in frivolousness, you must now escape in documentation of those frivolous things 
And usually, if you think about it close enough and really have the memory, those frivolous things were permanent, satisfactory things that deserve honor of documentation. Now, you can do those things through a law office and they can report it to the library. This is the main issue of this campaign at this time. I've spoken of this, I've written of this several months ago, a year ago, two years ago. Make sure those frivolous moments have proper documentation and are on file with a professional lawyer, um, psychiatrist, and they report those things to the library because at the library they hold every record that you have ever had external of the hospital and those things can be written down by authorities then to document your family those frivolous things are your family. You don't have to go to the front of a church to be married. You wound up saying in the last place because you said it in the first place six, seven, eight times. And you never documented those things with anybody to go to the library. But you have. I'm just going over this to get your brain chemistry correct you need to focus on brain function method drawings you got to draw your brain the way it's working and not rely on it for the day but there's a thing that we rely on for the day. Better kisses from an enemy. Right? Is that where it goes? It gets that way sometimes in one of the left brain moans. So don't worry about that thought. Trying to find the rest of the thoughts there. Because the rest of the thoughts say better is an infliction of pain from a friend than kisses from an enemy. But part of your brain says better is kisses from an enemy. So focus on that part of the brain without the elasticity of lewd behavior. Now that's not a thought in the brain. Elasticity of lewd behavior is the thought of the heart. The heart says lucidity of behavior. Now, if that is true, then we must come to that tune in our satisfaction that we cannot obtain the highest calling in the book of Hebrews of the angels above Jesus. And the kisses from an enemy. 
And then we begin to see what is important about my book, My Life is a Van Gogh, which is a very important book on divorce therapy and people who have treated um, relationships as if they were marriage and they were marriage. So if you go to the portions that handle that psychotherapy and it says, well, I have done this, but this I have read. And you understand that it's not really those seals that we understand. It's the antithesis we understand of God's judgment above us, breathing down his fire on to us like a father. And he is so, so, so knowledgeable of you. Yet he is so sick and tired. And then what we realize is that God is sick and tired all the time. And when God is sick and tired all the time, we begin to realize that we can relax and receive the nurture in our minds from that state in God. Now how does God get into our brain? Well he gets into our brains by the fact that we think about the poorest cores of our brain and the poorest outer portions of our brain until those brain cells begin to align and that's what we practice for good health. Then. Past. Memory cells. Past. Combinations of cells. To find. A truth in my mind. That I might use. To understand a value system. Outside of myself. Outside of my mind. I begin to look directly. Into the mind of God and I realize that angry state that is coming down from him is around the center portion of my brain when it's around the center portion of my brain I see my brain functions then and I get little snaps in the cells of my brain I hear crackling in my head I go through all sorts of thought without memory, without the idea of position and more in tune with the true emotions of man. And then I realize my only emotion happens to be stress and joy and sadness. If I really want to experience emotion, I take a fruit off the shelf at the grocery store, I put it in my bag, I bring it home, I look at it, I let it enter my inner chakra, and I understand it. So then when people speak to me about their emotions, I take in their voice into my chakra until a fruit 
grows inside my pode. When it's inside my pode, I can then analyze it. And it's at that point we realize that we are the ultimate creation. More the ultimate creation, then healing comes from God to us without ministerial positions. And then if we receive it without ministerial position, then we are free to move about the nation at will. And when we move at will, we understand our finances then. What can I do with my finances? And then you notice that you don't even want to spend your money anymore. You just want to sit at home and enjoy the very fact that you could sit there like your grandparents did. And when that is instituted at that moment, in that time, in that space, I realized that my institute of religion is not the way that I came according to my adulthood to Christ. And when I've come completely spiritually now, there's responsibility and things that I must do, I must accomplish for Jesus. And when I accomplish these things, I know that Jesus will be proud. And usually in those moments when you conquer those things and experience those things, you come out of the stress, out of the tagged fruits, and you have a moment to yourself to your own spirit, which is so beautiful because those seals have held it back for so long and purified it for so long, you feel as if you were in heaven. So in that sense, hold on to those promises of God. Look at my book, My Life is a Van Gogh. See if you get through it with your therapy to hold on to the Christ seat. And when you hold on to the Christ seat, And you step down from the Christ seat. And you enter your valley in your home. And your spirit comes alive. You know that Jesus has crucified you. And now you live in victory. And return then therefore to the Christ spirit. Sit and be those grandparents you always wanted to be.